0: welcome to out with dan the podcast that spotlights and examines the voices of lgbtq authors characters and our allies together we lift our voices and we tell our stories i'm dan white join me as i chat with this week's author hello and welcome back to out with dan today i'm so excited to be talking to gary phillips about one Shot Harry and his other work. Welcome, Gary.
1: Uh, thanks for having me, Dan.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. This this book was so gritty and so different from what I have been reading. You know, I read all across all genres, yes. but this hit home because I do live in Los Angeles, and the book is set in Los Angeles in 1963.
1: Is there a reason,
0: a specific reason for 1963?
1: You know that's a good uh, question. Uh, I've written, of course, contemporary uh, novels. That is to say, you know, uh, novels set in this time period in in LA, or or you know, going forward. When I first started writing about uh, mystery, For some reason I had been thinking about this character of uh, Harry Ingram, this uh, this crime photographer, based or that's not base is probably not the correct word, but inspired. By the real life, of course, there was Ouija, uh, Arthur Felig, uh, who's somewhat famous or infamous uh, from New York back in the days of the '30s and the '40s, and he himself inspired actually a uh, a uh, TV show with Charles Bronson of all people playing him <laughs> uh, in the in the late '50s. Uh, and so that was one uh, one kind of inspiration. But then there was a real Harry Adams. And Harry Ooh, Adams was a black photographer here in Los Angeles uh, in this time period, 50s and 60s. And he was not a crime photographer per se, but I thought the sort of combining uh, the the vibe of these two characters of the, or the, the feel of these two characters, I thought could be interesting. And then I had stumbled upon in just, you know, going down the rabbit hole of research, <laughs> of this, this or that. Uh, that King, Martin Luther King, and, and he had come to Los Angeles several times, but in particular, he came back to L.A. in April of 63. Uh, this is four months before the famous March on Washington. Uh, we did have a Wrigley Field here in Los Angeles uh, built by the same family, not as famous as, of course, the one that still stands in Chicago, but ours was, in fact, in South Central. Uh, the A Angels uh, at that time played there. And King had held the Freedom Rally at that stadium. And so I thought, well, all right, now I've got Harry. Now I've got this kind of interesting uh, uh, historical incident. And can I build a story around it? And that's kind of how, how it all came together.
0: Well, I will tell you what a story you built around it. I will say that for anyone who needs a history lesson of Los Angeles and the things that were here, this is definitely the book for it. It's we'll so think. well researched. Uh, I love the map, which I will show. There's a map in the front and the back cover of the book that is a map of Los Angeles and where a lot of the action happens right. in this book. That was fun. I uh, I will tell you, Santa Barbara Avenue drove me bananas. Yeah. until so I think on the last chapter, I finally found something online that told me that's now Martin Luther King Jr. Right, Boulevard. So, right. I was like, I can't find it. So, but it was it was fun. But that kind of detail was very interesting because it wasn't just, oh, we were at a house down the street. There's yeah. specific reasons Harry Ingram and the rest of the characters are in these situations and in these places. Exactly. And that that further made me a lot more interested in the story. The sad thing of about that time period is the overt racism that Harry would have experienced. And so would any other person of color or a gay person, anyone who was outside of the white establishment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right.
0: And I felt like you did such a great service to that, Gary. It was, it, it talked to my soul, it talked to my heart, and it reminded me of. The places we've been and how far we still have to go in this world. Right, it's not just 1963. So it's we still have a lot of issues that we're dealing with in today's world.
1: That is so true. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and 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 as you say, Dan. I, I, listen, uh, my job is I'm an entertainer, right? I, I hopefully I'm going to give you a uh, an interesting, uh, compelling story. Um, But as you said, look, it's set in a certain time period. So you can't, you kind of can't ignore that time period, right? You can't ignore the import of what that meant that uh, Chief Parker, uh, the chief of police then, William Parker, did in fact actively recruit uh, white officers from the Jim Crow South. And that was a very specific reason, you know, for that. It wasn't just, (laughs) it wasn't just looking to expand the 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 pool of applicants for the police department. So all these are factors that that come into play, and hopefully, but they're threaded through. Which what I hope is, of course, a mystery story that will take you along.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it is. I think it's important to point out that it's not just a, a history lesson. History just is simply woven in this story. And we see that Harry's successes and struggles are influenced by the world around him. And that was, that was interesting because it gives him a dynamic that he has a hill to climb. Right. In a way that some of the other characters don't have that hill to climb.
1: Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and Harry's kind of aware of that. Right. I mean, he is. Yes. He, yes. He, he, he's certainly a man of his time. Uh, and 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 Harry is a, a, a Korean War vet. We should we should mention that because he is yes. suffering from what we would now call PTSD. But in those days, uh, we called it uh, uh shell shock or, or mm-hmm. combat fatigue. Uh, and Harry is aware of these things uh, now he is not, uh, he is not, uh, so enlightened that he has gone to see a, uh, <laughs> a, a therapist, though. Maybe, maybe I've already done the second book. So he's like, he's, he doesn't in the second book, maybe in the third book, maybe Harry will finally get, <laughs> you know, get that, that treatment that he needs, that help that he needs, but nonetheless, but, but he is at least, you know, these are inklings, right? These are kinds of things sweet. at the, at the, at the edges of his consciousness and that he's aware of. And he's, you know, he has fellow vets that he talks to and but as he moves about, right, as you as we as we would say, as he moves across this landscape, uh, you know, and and still, but LA is still a fascinating city and it has all these it various is. facets. And so, we try to, you know, I try to give that in the book,
0: and and you do, and you we see supporters and allies mm-hmm. all over the place, and we see those that are against us, and those are the things that are really interesting, Los Angeles. And with a lot of authors, I find that if they put a lot of detail and attention into the city they're writing about the city becomes almost a secondary character mm-hmm. and los angeles certainly does in this book mm-hmm. um, so hanisha and clovis provided me a bit of humor when i don't necessarily know that they were supposed to be humorous but how did you feel about hanisha and clovis uh, as far <laughs> as an author goes?
1: Uh, well you know it's you know how it is you know you're you move it along, Dan, and you're kind of, you know, you're writing this scene, and then you think, well, they could just be throwaway characters, or maybe we could give them a little something, right? Maybe mm-hmm. we could, maybe we are, yes, they kind of serve a function to get Harry from point A to point B yes. or, or C to D, right? I guess in that case, right? But, <laughs> but they could be still their own people. We could round them out a little bit. We could give them a little something on the page, and therefore, and of course, there's a hint at, toward the end uh, uh, about. Um, their fate or particularly I suppose Clovis. Uh, and so the idea being that, yes, you're right. They I, I put them there to kind of give us a little levity, uh, but but also a little dimension, a little shade, a little something. You know, it's not, it's not all doom and gloom in Harry's world. Yeah, Harry's, yeah. you know, right. And, and 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 Harry, you know, is experiencing this life and uh, with he and, and and his lady love, Anita Clare mm-hmm. and 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 her folks and and stuff. And and so yeah, I think the more you can give these character's dimension on the page, uh, the more than, of course, we as a reader, I think, will respond to them, but also uh, to the point, really, because in my head, you know, dropping hints that they may turn up again in some fashion.
0: And I hope they do. I really, you know, it's it's one of those things. It It's very different. So I will point out what the opposite end of the spectrum. You talk right. about Johnny Otis and Dexter Gordon. Yeah great reverence and love and care. And then here's Hanisha who is sort of a failed entertainer. So we have from one end of the spectrum to the other. So it's not just that I found them humorous, but they do serve a purpose because here we have two people in real life, Johnny Otis and Dexter Gordon, who right. live blessedly long lives and right. very right. influential. Right. And so I, and of course I know both of the. well, I know their music. I didn't know them personally. Uh, one degree of separation from Johnny Otis. But, oh, right on. You know, right <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, but I just, good. I did enjoy that. And I also liked the music of that era. Right on. It. So right that on. was something that, that appealed to me. Excellent. And Anita Clare, what is um, <laughs> what is your take on? I like Anita. I, I She's a solid character. She's yeah. a, really a lovely offset to Harry, I think. I think they bring separate things to the table, yes. which I thought was very beautiful. How did you feel about writing Anita?
1: Well, Anita is again kind of like how Harry is a combination of uh, you know the, the people we, the two guys we mentioned earlier. Anita is also that for me in terms of uh, folks that I know know coming up. Uh, I, I way back in the day, I was a community organizer and a labor organizer. And but but knew a lot of people who were uh older the old guard of the left in Los mm-hmm. Angeles right mm-hmm. uh, people who were around Dorothy Healy those kinds of folks and because I did think that they those people did do a lot of good in terms of advancing civil rights and, and putting their uh, lives and careers on the line mm-hmm. at times uh I thought I wanted to pay homage to that in in the body of Anita Clare, because as as we would term her now she's a She's a red diaper baby. Both her, her both her folks, uh, who are still alive in the in the context of the book, are uh, old time uh, uh, at least fellow travelers of not true blue communists, <laughs> uh, <laughs> members members of the party. But 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 it was also of course, as you say, Dan, it's important that she is her own person and mm-hmm. that we bring her to life on the page. And and as we find out in the first book, and then this also will play out in the second book, Anita uh, has her own secrets. Uh, her own kinds of uh, uh, crosses that she's bearing uh, that she has not told Harry about, uh, though it bothers her that she hasn't told Harry about this. And so this will also come into play uh, more, more prominently in the second book. But of course, it starts to develop now in this in this first book. But it's also it is also about creating her character so that she has a kind of both a, a, a kind of a underground Mm-hmm. Uh, personality, right mm-hmm. aspect to her, but of mm-hmm. course above ground, because it, it, as we find her in the book, uh, she is working for uh, Tom Bradley, who in fact at that point uh, had uh, retired from the police department and was in fact running uh, for the city council uh, of Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, and I thought that bringing in her parents' affiliation with the Communist Party was was so well done, and it was. A wonderful move, I think, if I get to critique it, I thought it was a wonderful move on your part for bringing in something that existed at the same time. The party still exists. It's very different, I would imagine, today as it was back then. But I I looked at how many things had to have been underground for characters during uh, during this era. And I thought, you know, to get ourselves ahead... We have to push and pull and prod and, and do all kinds of things. And that was one of the options. So I really did enjoy that part of the book.
1: Well, thank you. you well, that's did. good. Well, yeah, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always nice when I get to be a fanboy of someone's work. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> so for a little bit of history, because I did know what it was, but um can you tell us what a sundown town or sundown city is?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. A sundown town, as as is as talked about or mentioned in the book, uh, which in those days was, in fact, uh, Glendale. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, at one point, so was Culver City. Uh, but uh, Culver City had a very interesting history, its own kind of interesting history, uh, which I at some point to go into. But essentially, a sundown town was if you were a person of color, particularly if you were black, Mm -hmm. Uh, you might be able to pass through that town or you might be able to stop and, you know, buy something at the store, or you might even be able to sit at a lunch counter, uh, during the day. Mm -hmm. But when the, when the sun sets or as, or as the sun is setting, (laughs) you, you should not be there. Uh, Mm -hmm. if you were there, the police would uh, pick you up on uh, this or that, uh, supposed charge. And, uh, the least that might occur to you would be to, uh. Uh, spend a night or two in jail, and that could be, in fact, the the very least that might happen to you uh, in in a sundown town.
0: I appreciate you sharing that, and I appreciate that being part of the book. I think it would surprise people uh, who look at history to mm. find out how very many places in this country were sundown uh, towns. Yes. It, Miami Beach was a sundown town until the early seventies. Right. It is. Right. It's horrifying to me seriously to yeah. think that those things existed and how late they existed it isn't like it was just one or two places there were unfortunately too many places like that's
1: right that. that's, that's right that's right and 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 the whole other discussion uh, dan uh, and yeah. some <laughs> other point about but you know why there was the green book i mean yes there was that movie but the movie was really uh, has nothing to do with the green book uh, but but the 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 real purpose of the green book was in fact so that the 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 negro traveler mm-hmm. could travel safely across uh, parts of the country because you knew that in those days there were motels and hotels wouldn't accommodate you restaurants wouldn't certain restaurants wouldn't accommodate you but in fact it could be a private home where you could uh, you know uh, rent a room for the night to stay or there could be some place where you could in fact stop and get a meal for you and your family but you had you know the book was that guide it was a very valuable guide uh, for for the traveler,
0: absolutely. There were hospitals that wouldn't allow people. There you in. go. And I mean, right.
1: when
0: you when you look at that, and of course, we also know that there were plenty of brutal murders in this country, and it is it's. I don't think it's surprising to anyone. We've heard about it, but I also think that we have to remember it, and it has to be talked about because yeah. these aren't things that are willingly going away.
1: That's right. Absolutely.
0: So on a very different uh trajectory um what's your favorite donut place
1: (laughs) (laughs) i used to uh uh it's still around i just haven't for some reason and it's not far from me it's called maggie's donuts m-a-g-e-e uh and i think there's a couple of them around town uh but i still like to go there uh i i it is a now this other one is a chain but i have to say that you know the doughs are not too bad Winchell's is, is still holds up to me uh you know from my childhood as well yep. uh so yeah I would, but i would definitely say maggies and 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 Winchell's is, is not not too not too shabby uh <laughs> but of course at my age and now i'm just, i'm trying to cut down more but yes but when i do when 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 the will when the will is weak <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I might have one a month. I, I could have one every day, but my waistline would show
1: it. There, there you go. That's, hey, right. that's, that's Gary, it. That's it.
0: Gary, do you have a website or a, a social media you'd like to share?
1: Uh yeah, I I barely have a website. Uh, Dan, I, I you know, again, I, I I'm not much on social media, but I, I have a website. It's uh gdphilips.com. And it's fairly up to date, so there's 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 usually something there. Uh, and then I do have a I have a Facebook present. That's about that's about all I have. I guess I should I should have more, but I, you know, you I'll leave it to tiktok and the and the Instagram. <laughs> I'll leave all that to you, young people. I, it's just, all it's, right, well, you know, it, it, it 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 eludes me.
0: When when you're at your twenty second novel and it sounds like you've got some more finished, uh, it's understandable how you may not spend your entire day on social
1: media. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
0: Gary, once again, thank you for joining me. The book is One Shot Harry. I cannot recommend it enough.
1: Dan, thank you so much for having me. I I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Hang on for me just a minute. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Out With Dan. You can find more information about this podcast and its host at OutWithDan.com, on Twitter at OutWithDan, and on Instagram and Facebook at go out with dan this podcast is hosted by authors on the air global radio network and the theme music is provided by bensound.com join us again soon for the next episode of out with dan